Welcome to the Autobahn Country Club Podcast, where your host, club member John Graybeal, opens the doors to America's premier auto sports club. Now, here's John. Welcome to the final show of the 2021 season for the Audubon Country Club podcast. Thanks everybody for listening this entire year, our fourth season. I do appreciate all the comments, the nice comments, particularly from the new members who say that they, you know, watched or listened to every show. Yeah, in some cases watched, watched some of the shows. Uh, we've had a great season here at the podcast. We really enjoyed the people that we've met, the interviews that we have done. Um, many, many, many new people that we brought to the podcast here that got to share their story. And we look forward to this coming off season here. Uh, it's November 3rd now. We look forward to the upcoming off season where we will have a bunch of new interviews and new people that we're going to reach out and talk to. The season, the 21 season, 2021 season for the Graybill race team was hectic. Uh, it was about every Friday, at least Friday, Saturday, Sunday at the track all, but uh, I mean, I think there was a couple weekends that we had off, but we were uh, racing, traveling, racing most of the time, spending at the, uh, at the club, both on the uh, big track and the little track if we want to consider the cart track the little track. We've learned a lot uh, at uh, you know Graveyard Racing. We spent a lot of time uh, getting better. And all the racers in my family, if you do not know, my wife races, my son races, and my daughter races. So there's four of us that are out on the track and enjoying it uh, immensely. And you know, I want a big shout out to all the team, the staff, and everybody who have uh, been so helpful to us and uh, it's just it's just been a great wonderful family environment that I I look forward to every weekend and sometimes through the week so um, without uh, further ado just wanted to touch on a few things here for this show this is number 68 uh, year in review I think we did the same thing last year where Ben Hasbrook, he's one of the driving instructors and he's a part of the member relations team there. And uh, producer Mark McFarlane all joined us for a few cocktails. We did also record this via the program that we use. Uh, it's called Riverside FM. It's kind of like uh, Skype a little bit, but it's a little more high end where um, it's called the, the, the recording is done on each side of it. So we tried to get a better and a better quality for you guys. So uh, Ben and Mark joined us uh, to go over everything that's happened for the year, and we do have a special guest, a surprise guest who knocked on Ben's door and, and joined us. So it is a fun episode, uh, a little bittersweet being the last one of the year, but we'll be back first of March, first week of March, uh, about 30 days before the club opens, to give you a few more highlights of the year that are co that's coming up. So please don't miss that. And subscribe to the podcast, whatever way you're listening to the podcast. And we really appreciate that also. So here is producer Mark McFarland, driving instructor and member relations, Ben Hasbrook on the Audubon Country Club podcast. <laughs> Thank you. 
Well, welcome to the Audubon Country Club podcast, the last pad- podcast for the 2021 season. Join Ben Hasbrook. Hello, Ben. How are you guys doing? It's been a good season. Oh, amazing. And Mark McFarlane. Howdy. Hey, hey. <laughs> uh, thanks, guys, for joining us here on uh, November 2nd is when we're sending this off. We have one a few days left at the track, but... Uh, and the big uh, award show coming up, award show, banquet, awards banquet, not award show. It's a banquet. Award a dinner. Unless you're going to get up and sing again, John, then it's a show. Awards <laughs> dinner. Maybe That's, doing yeah, some magic. Awards, <laughs> awards dinner. I'll bring some. I'll bring a deck of cards. So um, uh, I will do that. So uh, it, so this is like the recap show. This is uh, uh, the three musketeers that like to get together and talk about everything that happened this year and bot. They have lots of new things and across the board. So a lot, a lot of great developments this year. That's for sure. Um, I don't know. Do you, do you want to start firing off some things you want to touch base on or? Well, I want to congratulate you, Ben, for everything you did, but also the social events that you put together this year were out of control. Awesome. So yeah, we got some good parties going. The patio parties not to be missed. I think we had some pretty good uh, events kind of at as well, kind of in, tandem with the uh big party weekend so the springtime speed fast and festival speed and october fast i think we had amazing numbers cool things to do at all those so those turned out really really well this year so that's going to be kind of one big thing I w- i'll be working on i know this winter is trying to come up with even more fun things to do i want to try and get some things going this winter as well um so we'll see what we can come up with for this winter as well as next year flag the track yeah. for snowmobile racing yeah, I've been pushing for that for a long time. <laughs> so, let me guess. Mike goes, no. Uh, I, I think it's an across-the-board no on that one. <laughs> yeah, so speaking of social events, yeah, we, you started right right away with some pretty cool social events. Um, I think I hit most of them. I did not do any uh, trap shooting this year. I think my son Mitchell, he went out and did some trap shooting. That's the only thing that I missed, probably due to lack of ammunition uh, that I'm hoarding at home. Yeah, I didn't no, want to blow it on, yeah. on, on clay pigeons. But uh, um, so, uh, yeah, it was it, how many did you do? Was it two a month? Is that kind of pretty much uh, what it was? One a month. Unfortunately, we had a couple get rained out. Um, so I think we're going to try and do a couple makeup ones this winter. Um, but yeah, we were trying to do one a month and we're going to keep doing that. Those had really good turnout. I think the consistency of the fact that we are doing them each month really helps a lot. So as long as I think we keep doing them next year, keep growing that. We got a couple more machines. So I'm going to be oh, working no with kidding. Joe Griffin on that uh, next year. Maybe try to do at least one or two next year, more in a sporting play kind of style. Um, so we'll see how that how that keeps growing and building. So that should be a lot of fun, though. And then also, typically in the winters, we'll have to put this together pretty soon. Normally, kind of in like January, February, March, we try to do a shooting event over at Megasports. Who uh, Mark Daniels, member out here, owner of that, he's nice enough to kind of host us and we do some competition stuff and kind of have a see. He's nice enough typically to donate a new gun that's coming out each month, allow us to each try and shoot that, and um, the person that gets the most hits on a playing card of a gun that they've never used typically wins a little prize and kind of a fun, <laughs> different thing to do indoors in the winter. So hopefully we can get that going again. 
So. Uh, first, I didn't mention, uh, Ben, what are you drinking tonight? Uh, I actually have uh, a John Daly going over here. So I, I know that ours classically is the one, one a year where we actually have some drinks at it. So I made a drink for it for you. <laughs> I'm drinking the um, uh, Presidente, which is um, Mark's a running to get Dominican, something. Came Dominican beer. I'm just showing you what I'm drinking. Yeah, so I'm, I am drinking. Oh, the... He's gone straight through the bottle. Straight through the bottle. Then <laughs> <laughs> he put it in a glass. Yeah, I, I, why? It comes in a glass. I don't need it in a glass. It comes in one. No, this is a limited release by Maker's Mark um, that I was able to acquire, which I will be better. Very nice. Are you having that neat? Are you having it straight up? What are you? What are you? What are you uh, doing? One giant rock. One there giant rock. Okay. Well, Very yeah, nice. so that kind of sticks with the whole social theme, you know. We got to <laughs> have some drinks while we're doing things when the track is closed. So, uh, <clears throat> when yeah, the track so, was open, there was a lot of hot stuff going on. So, yeah. yeah so, I mean, I mean, I'm trying to trying to think back. I think we pretty much started. It was cold. Uh, it was cold when when the track opened up this year. Who was the first person on the track this year? Does anyone remember? Uh, I think it was Mason, Mason wasn't it? Yeah, Mason was the first one out there. Braved yeah. the cold. Uh, I know he was texting me the night before saying, how early do I have to get there? Uh, sure. Trying to get some inside yeah. information. So, yeah. Mason Frank, I, I, I was man. like, I told him, I was like, it was very cold that morning. Uh, it was. And it was kind of funny. He had some problems getting going. The car was not happy with the cold, but he was out there bright and early and got the trophy. So, was able yeah, to I'm get not out sure how, how old Mason is now. We'll, we'll say under 20. That's pretty. That's a pretty fair statement. Yep. Under twenty, he's, like, he's. I think he's eighteen now. He's got to say he's eighteen, not to, yeah, not to short him if he's nineteen. But right. yeah, I know he's under twenty. So. Right. Yeah. And Mark, when was the first day that you got out there? Were you? Um, oh, were you guys? Man, I don't even remember. Braving the cold for the karting season. Yep. It was. I just remember <laughs> freezing my hands off working on the cart, and friends are going, "It's not that cold, Dad." I'm like. Yeah, right. Yeah, you're like head to toe coverage, and I'm like shorts and a t shirt. <laughs> well, we had actually started. Uh, this will be a good lead into some of the other big things. We had started out here. I know the whole uh, team at Autobahn started actually about a month early as we were making that switch over to North Star. So, the new operating system that we have. So, we actually all came in and we're starting to get our training on that actually a little bit early. Uh, so, we were working away at that, trying to start to get the conversion going, which Took quite a while, a lot of training on all ends and getting us switched over, but it's been really cool to see that kind of get implemented. And I think it's working really well for both the club on our end and hopefully members are signed up and getting to use it. I know that I have my uh, account set up with it and it's actually really convenient. You can look at all your billing and um, get to see it. It's kind of used, mixed in a bunch of the things that are old Autobahn app had, so you can still get all that information, but also just billing wise, you can see where you're at um, and kind of where everything's going with that. So definitely convenient on that end. Yeah, speaking of billing, I got mine today. <laughs> yeah, yeah, too. It's the end yeah. of the year. I got to drop off a check here this week. <laughs> so there's a lot of dining and yeah. a lot of parts yeah. that broke. Yep. So yeah, you guys it's get to the year and then every, everything broke. Yeah, I remember Kentucky Derby party, right? That was pretty cool this year. Yeah, that was, I think that was my favorite party of the year, I think. Um, yeah, that was, that was a fun one. I was, I was the bookie for the event. So, and That's now right. I get to live with the fact that there's a photo every 
five minutes it seems like that goes up with me with the horse laying down next to a horse so yes i've seen that, that many times broadcast every five minutes in the members <laughs> building when i took it but one of these days i'll get it as a huge oil painting mural will be behind me when uh, we start doing our future podcast you know life-size photo <laughs> oh yeah so uh oh we also we had that new that was about the only is that the only one we did for the whole year Track yeah cross? so we typically only do one of those those are actually somewhat hard to kind of for us to work in i know they're always in high demand when we do them um but they you gotta get both tracks there's quite a bit of setup actually that goes into it uh kind of behind the scenes um <laughs> so getting people to do that and then um yeah, the, the one big benefit of that is, is we try to really push for uh, members to bring guests out and have them bring guests that have their own cars, you know, kind of get that potential member of somebody that or social member that they don't always get to get on the track, get them out there and get to do some activities. Um, so but yeah, there's a lot that goes on behind the scenes and also trying to find the right date on a weekend where we can use both tracks typically tends to be pretty hard to plan it out. So yeah. Um, We'll probably do one more next year, and if we can try to find another date to squeeze one in on a weekend, maybe we'll try and do a couple more of those. So, yeah, they were. Um, uh, I I really enjoyed them. I thought they were. I thought they were awesome. So, um, yeah, that was that was pretty good. I know we had a couple of motorcycle stuff on there, and uh, yeah, the motorcycle things actually went really well. We did one day too, where we actually had a coach come out. Um, and so that's something more in uh, Kyle's wheelhouses that's more track oriented. But we do one tr uh, motorcycle day a month and those actually had pretty good turnout. I think we had somebody come out, at least one person, sometimes quite a few people come out every month to do those. Um, that's another one. More, more people that use it, the better and keep those around. I know that there's the people that are doing it really, really like doing it and want even more. So uh, those will for sure be back next year. Uh, the vintage sessions, we also did uh, those one day a month. Um, and that actually a kind of a cool tie in towards the end of the year. Something that we had was we actually did a vintage race that was open to non-members um, at the end of the season on October fast um, that Brian Weathered played a big part in setting up. Um, so with any luck, we can keep pushing those, getting people out to come and do some more of those fun kind of just different things that you're not always seeing out here and getting some cars out that you're not used to seeing too. Is actually to say one thing about that is, uh, I'd say the Kentucky Derby party was one of my funnest things, but one of the most memorable things as of late was, uh, Peter Martin. Um, I don't know if you guys were around when Peter was a member out here, but mm -hmm. he's one of the kind of, he's the original, like. <clears throat> chairman president just all around great guy like not not by title i guess but he was kind of one of the yeah, old was, school yeah, guys that was guy. always sitting in in the bar and the members building but his porsche was out racing on Oktoberfest this year uh under a new owner so that was very very cool to see and that could only be done because of the vintage race so very very cool to see that yeah i uh I agree. Um, I often off. I wanted to get him an interview on the podcast, and uh, unfortunately, we we're not able to pull that off. But uh, um, yeah, those those events I know were pretty good. At that springtime day in in May, I always love it. You know, we we came out for the whole weekend for that, and really really enjoyed all the racing, particularly that that went on there. I know that 
you know, coming up in June, uh, one thing that I remember was the um, garage crawl. That was a lot of fun. Yeah, so those are back. That was kind of put on hold because of COVID. Um, but good to have those back. Those are always one of the biggest hits. I think that's social event-wise, that's probably our second uh, biggest event, second to the Saturday on Oktoberfest. Is typically we get the best turnout for that. Everybody wants to go check out the new garages and see what's going we on. We tried so. for our garage, Ben. You know, for John yeah. garage, and we were just going to like serve like Bush beer and you know. I know you got the little pizza. microwave in there. We could have done some like pizza, uh, frozen pizza. Yeah. Oven. Hey, there you go. We're styling. Uh, hot pockets. We can have <laughs> hot, pockets. hot pockets and Bush <laughs> beer. Yeah, there, there you go. go. I'm sure. I'm sure you would get people to show up. Uh oh. <laughs> I have an uninvited guest here. I'm doing this in my garage. Should I let somebody into my garage? Yeah, right we now? love we love the unintended. All unintended. right, we'll see. We'll yeah, new, see somebody's joining now. the podcast. Yay! Um, so drum roll, uh, please. I'll, Mark, I'll send yeah, him upstairs. Yeah, who's going to be there? Mark, you did um, you did right, a few touring cars this year, right? He can yeah, come in and say I drove a bunch of different ones. Uh, the new Corvette, which was fabulous. Yeah, you can, you can come say hello. We'll let. We'll let Sean Varwig come and wait. Oh, hey, Varwig! Sean Varwig. Real quick, Sean, tell us about your season real quick. Here, well, he doesn't. Here, I'll give him an ear pod. He can, he can, yeah, he can talk for a minute. (laughs) Hey, Sean Varwig, how are you, Hey, Sean Varwig, what's going on? Welcome to the Audubon Country Club podcast. How are you guys doing? Doing well. You might have to speak up a little louder because Ben's got the mic in his ear. Yep, he's there you go. Hey. <laughs> tell us about your season. How was your season? Uh, my season was overall great. I mean, I did a few races here at Audubon, and I did a lot of SCCA racing elsewhere, places like Road America, Indianapolis, Motor Speedway for runoffs, and Sebring. Excellent. Um, had a great time in all those events. Yeah, what running, was your favorite uh, thing of the season here at the Audubon? Not outside the Audubon, but here at the Bond. What was your What's your big memory from takeaway from this year? So I think my big takeaway from this year was the two Enduros I had a lot of fun in. Um, I did the first Enduro in the summer, which I planned to do on my own and one of my Miatas. And I ran the whole thing on my own and won the spec Miata class. And then this past weekend, um, weekend of Halloween, the day before Halloween, I had they had another Enduro. And I didn't intend on driving in it, but I showed up to the driver's meeting. They were a little short on cars from what they originally had had, and um, they convinced me to drive. And so I drove the whole thing again in a Miata and somehow won overall, which was interesting. <laughs> That's awesome. I love it. That's awesome. Wasn't your dad suiting up for that one and you just told him to sit back and you'll finish it all? Uh, that was the first one. Yeah. My dad was initially <laughs> planning on driving and then he kind of told me a lunch. He's like, yeah, I'm not going to drive. <laughs> I was okay with that because that means, um, I didn't have anyone but me driving and I just love being in a race car. So it worked out for me for sure. Excellent. <laughs> well, very good. Out- outstanding, Sean. Yeah. You had a, you had a, p- a pretty good season. Uh, uh, some great races that we watched you race. Did you race, um, so I know you did quite a few Miata races. Did you race your uh, uh, Porsche at all? Did you do any GT racing? I did one GT race. Um, going into this year, I didn't really intend on doing anything. And then I <clears throat> saw there's GT race on a schedule I could make and decided to hop in and um, didn't go. I didn't get there in time for qualifying. I, so I missed qualifying, started from the back. Um, and I was in either third or second in GT5 with, 
two laps to go and I had a uh, problem with the car and had to come in, but I had a great time racing. Nonetheless, it was then my goal wasn't to win that race. It wasn't to do anything spectacular, but it was just to have fun in general. And I certainly accomplished that goal. So what's the plans for 2022? Um, 2022 is still a little bit up in the air for me. Um, obviously, I want to move on to uh, bigger things, even past SCCA Spec Miata. Um, currently, I'm talking about a lot of things with in regards to either MX5 Cup or Porsche Carrera Cup North America and some other things. But I will definitely want to return here and do more Spec Miata racing than I did this year here just because – the competition here is amazing and it like really after racing this entire year elsewhere and looking into going into better things. And I'm sure people like John Joe Duane will tell you the same thing. It really like is a testament to the expect me out of competition that we have here at Audubon. Very cool. Yeah. Very, very cool. Yeah. We've, uh, uh, we've enjoyed it. We've spent a, a, a few races outside on the, on the road and it's always fun to, um, you know, be with uh, other drivers and uh, you've been fantastic. We love hanging out with you, uh, Sean. You're a good uh, mentor and leader for the, I'm going to say, you you know, you're a leader for the younger guys that are out there and uh, you're not a race car driver. You're still young in age. How about that? Very well. Yeah. I mean, yeah, I, uh, I appreciate that. And I mean, I do the best I can, but um you know, I get to be an adult later this year, finally turn 18. So we'll see what if that changes anything. <laughs> That's right. That's awesome. I love it. So what's the great so, rest of the year? Go ahead, John. Go ahead, Mark. Uh, that's all. I was just going to wish him a great rest of the year. Oh, and, yeah. You know, so I know we're as you think back on the, on the uh, year. At the... racing against you because I know Spencer got a new rig and he's ready to come. And so hopefully uh, we're all going to be doing some virtual racing in the off season. Yeah, I've been uh, practicing lately, surprisingly. Ooh. I've been on my sim pretty much every single night um, uh -oh. preparing for, A, the Autobahn season, the Autobahn virtual season, along with um, just generally getting some time in, like focusing on, uh, cons honestly, consistency um, within my lap times, within how I take every turn, and focusing on just the element of focus. Um, and I've been trying to do that every night in order to better myself going into the 2022 season. Good yeah. Outstanding. Well, um, uh, what's your favorite outside of racing? What's one of your favorite memories for the for being at the club for the year? Um, I gotta think about that one. I wasn't, I, I was here a lot more last year than I was this year. That, would, that question would have been easy last year. Um, but I have to say just generally the camaraderie with other drivers and um, mm -hmm. like even after events like this past weekend's three and a half hour enduro, <clears throat> going to places like going to Delta House and having burgers with Jim Dvorak and so many other drivers like Rick Casey and Brandon Collins and all these people. And it's, it's very nice to be able to get out of the car in a setting like this and be able to be friends, know everybody that just got out of the car with you essentially. And <clears throat> there's no one that's upset necessarily. There's no one that's like, like a Danny Campbell from NASCAR dumps. this weekend. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that's a, uh, that's a, uh, yeah. <laughs> but, um, there, everybody tends to be pretty tamed when it comes to things, even if there was an incident or something that happened that was most fortunate 
turn of events on track, people tend to be able to put that aside and take out of the car what anyone would want to and that they had a good time racing here just like everybody else. Well put. Very well put, Sean. All right. Well, Sean Barwick, thanks for... uh, I can give this back to Ben. Thanks for stopping by. (laughs) and uh, You didn't know you were coming to become a celebrity today, so hey, there you go. Always, yeah. (laughs) Thank you, guys. We'll see you at the awards banquet. Yes. The passing of the... The passing of the ear pods. Yep. AirPods. AirPods. Sorry. AirPods. Yeah, that was a AirPods. Nice audition there. That was well, uh, a good one, I think. Um, I kind of, I guess I'll jump right into something leading up after him. Is another big thing from this year is our uh, introduction of the Audubon Drivers Academy. Um, so that's a perfect example of somebody that grew up out here, <laughs> driving out here, trying to move on to bigger things, going outside our gates and really moving on. So um, I know Britt worked really hard on this and a lot of people working in the background to kind of come up with what that was going to be. Um, But basically it's going to be able to take you from just starting out here, doing lapping, driving go-karts as a kid to getting that support system and kind of instruction that you might need to go and start racing elsewhere and kind of making those connections, which is pretty cool. Damn. Yeah, so the the Audubon Drivers Academy, Britt Casey Jr. There, the um, chief dr- development driving instructor. I'm not sure the exact title, but he's he was on the podcast this year to to talk about that. Um, he, uh, you know, I know Britt very well. Um, great driver. Um, got to work with my 17 year old son uh, quite a bit, and they just they you know he just really meshes with a lot of the the drivers out here and whatever age and particularly the younger drivers i think that uh, you know anyone that wants to come out and is thinking about uh, you know has a younger driver that wants to go through this academy and develop their driving skills um we often say because we have these opportunities at the club you know from karting from karting to cars to you know full-blown racing and national racing and stuff um you know it, it is all set up right there for you to do and you know brit's uh, or is one of the many mentors there at the club that are just uh, fantastic for the young kids, including yourself, Ben, and, uh, uh, you know, that have been instrumental in, you know, at least a Graybill racing family for getting, uh, their young driver, uh, soon to be another young driver. Um, uh, yeah, we're getting both of them out on track. Yeah, I know my 14 year old daughter. Yeah. We've deputized she... you as an instructor, you know, <laughs> that's right. I got that deputy, official deputized. That's right. And, uh, so uh, my 14-year-old, she's been out um, on the track, and we look, uh, you know, we have a plan for next year for her to uh, uh, make that transition, you know, from um, her, but, you know, a transition into cars slowly so that she can feel comfortable. Um, and again, it's such the, the environment there at the club is is unlike anything else. And I've said this on a couple podcasts, you know, my I have a 14-year-old teenage daughter, and because of racing rock solid relationship um particularly when we get to the track we um just really bond really really well and uh i'm not sure that i would have been able to say that if it wasn't for the autobahn country club and um you know and racing so um that's pretty cool yeah. a couple other ones shout outs uh people coming up i know jordan just had his big 
Jordan weekend missing, yeah. In, yeah, he just had his big weekend in Italy. Um, so he's moved on and started in carts out here and went to radicals and um, kind of did, did across the board, Formula 3, and now he's racing Lamborghinis, so that's pretty cool for him, and he's another one of our instructors out here. So Yep. I have to thank him for all the work he did with Spencer. Yeah, so young Spencer McFarlane uh, uh, driving down at the kart track, uh, got to work with, with Jordan a lot, and boy, it sure paid off. You know, Spencer's first year moving up from the junior ranks of karting to senior ranks of karting, and... Um, Pulled off second place behind Mitchell Graybill. So second place in the championship. Yeah. Pretty impressive. That's for sure. Um, it was definitely the boys plan at the beginning (laughs) of the season. They said, whoever wins, it's us first and second and they pulled it off. So I'm very proud of, they, they worked those two boys, Mitch and and Spencer worked hard and put time in at the track. And I think that's the, the best thing about the Audubon is the time available for everybody to get seat time. It's just, ridiculous amount of seat time that we can get and yep and and it shows when you put that time in and you work with the great coaches that we have here um it pays off at the end and you know the confidence of like from you know jordan racing in italy or christian weir racing at coda this year you know and winning the formula i forgot what he won christian won this year formula Uh, I'm it's amazing for, that um, it's all the confidence formula race promotions. Yeah. Yep. It was just all the confidence that we instill that you Ben and your team and everything here instills into these, these young drivers. It's, it's awesome. So I can't say thank you enough. Yeah. It's, it's, it's going in a great direction. That's for sure. Well, it's, you know, as an old driver, you know, let's not forget the old drivers out there. <laughs> and uh, It's all um, not about the kids. <laughs> You we know, still and, got something for you, you but, know. <laughs> but still, I mean, I mean, we look, you know, about chase racing, the chase racing once a month, um, the two separate divisions. Your wife always win that? The sportsman class and the pro class. Yes, my wife uh, did win the championship in the uh, sportsman class. Um, it's funny because she, uh, uh, about four years, I think she's done that. And the last three, it was third place, first place. So it was a very nice. Uh, have to rename it. The Heidi Graveal. Well, we'll see how next year goes. We'll see if she can, she can do John's a repeat. She can do a repeat. I know that the uh, the pro chase race um, that was I, I don't want to say cutthroat. It's not like people running each other off the razor close. I mean, it's very very competitive. Yeah, it went down to the last race. So. Down to the last race, and whoever got in the position of the last race, um, yeah, it was uh, that that was that was awesome. Um, I, I ran several of those and tried to run my first spec Miata race qualifying and uh, blew the differential. Out. I didn't even know you could do that, but I did. Welcome hey, to talent. Yeah. It's talent, John. It's talent. <laughs> I know, but man, my, that lap would have been the best lap ever. I would have probably been on the pole, but you know, anyway, um, that, that, that was that, you know, just to talk about some of the racing stuff. I, again, I don't want to just jump and talk about all the, uh, different activities besides racing and cars, because there was a lot of activities for racing and cars, but, uh, uh, you know, we had the Badlands trip over to, um, to, uh, Indiana, which I'm sure you're probably going to do again. I think that was back in August, uh, at motorsports park to the, to the motocross track over there. I mean, I know everybody loaded up, took their motorcycles, four wheelers 
UTVs, ATVs, you know, all that stuff over there and had, and you know, had an amazing time over there. Uh, in addition to all of the activities, um, that there are three. So springtime feed speed fest festival of speed, which is, uh, some in July. And then of course, capped off with, uh, October fast in October was just a few week, weeks ago, which, um, you know, it was, I mean, just incredible. I mean, I, th those, those, the festival weekends, you know, with take place with the, the dinners and the camaraderie and the racing and the fireworks, you know, different cars that are out there. Yeah. And the, it, Fly it's over just, and now we're, we're televising the, uh, the events on YouTube. So that's um, right. Yeah. Lots of races. That's this other year other actually big got... thing we haven't touched on, I think. So, um, yeah, you're right. You're that right. That was the biggest addition. I think this year, across the club i guess we had you know north star the driver's academy but the cameras are going to be a game changer for us going forward um uh kind of all the management team put a lot of work into getting those guys out here getting set up the way that they wanted it to and i know that speaking personally i uh kyle and i really helped kind of control the cameras and those guys um are really impressed with um what we ended up using their product for it wasn't really initially thought that it could run in the way that it did, but it, it's working great for us. It's ending up really, really cool. So we're going to keep trying to push that um, and start really upping our game on production for those, which also offers up some great opportunities uh, to kind of, and it's really cool on my end too, because you get to see some racecraft uh, that you haven't really seen before out there in different ways. Um, people making passes in certain ways. I know that I've already used it a couple of times for instruction to really oh, show nice. somebody from outside the car. Hey, look, you know, you're missing the apex here. Look at, you're only using half the track going out to the edge of the track on your exit here. So it can be used in a lot of different ways. And, um, just doing the production of those is just one way of filming the races, but that's going to be a great addition to the club, uh, can really use it in a lot of different ways. <clears throat> Oh yeah. Not to mention, oh yeah. Speaking of instruction and, and how you use things, the, the simulator, you have a simulator now. You can yep. take a brand, you know, person's never been on the track before someone, or let's say someone has a guest, the guest comes out, you can put it right in the simulator and they can learn the back right there, you know, in the simulator. That's pretty cool too. Have you utilized that uh, as much as. Yeah. So that actually we use specifically uh, right now, the kind of program that we're incorporating is, is I do an introduction to manual driving class, which oh, is really sure. meant for taking kids that are starting off in go-karts might not know how to drive manual and so that's actually worked out great for that because we do have the laser um, version of the track that we can actually use. So we can put them on Autobahn's track. And it's really convenient for me, at least, because I can see what they're doing with their feet as we have a net. So we can watch them shift and start to get that left and right, uh, which direction the track goes for them. So it's, it's a big help before hopping right out onto the track. And it really works well with younger people um, as they're much more technology inclined no offense to you guys but uh yeah it works out well for them and it, it's we call those one auto a stick shift uh the millennial anti-theft device yeah uh, <laughs> works out well on a lot of different things we can teach them that and teach them the track so very good oh not to mention ben um uh, the teen drivers program came back in force this year i mean that was we had it last year too but uh, amazing yeah so we're back in full force with that um but we're back in the skid car this year so getting kids back in that, that's really, I think, for 
all the instructors um, and sales, it's the most rewarding program that I think we have because you really see true results out of somebody just learning to drive, coming out, building a lot of confidence in the car for them. Uh, So it makes a huge, huge difference to those drivers. And they definitely leave learning a lot. We've gotten feedback in the past. Hey, you know, I helped avoid an accident because of this program that I went through. Yeah, that's uh, interesting. I had a, a young man here down the road from me that uh, uh, just had a 16. We crashed a 16 year old birth or 16 birthday party at Top Golf. And I said, Hey, man, you let me crash your party. Let's go drive um, Drift. And then I thought, Well, should I put him in the simulator first? Um, I guess you just answered that question, man. Put him in the simulator first, see what his feet are doing, you know, see where things are going there before we put him in the car. Um, yeah, you can see what they're doing with their feet, which is really big. <clears throat> see how long they're. The biggest thing is, is, is it's, it's a, I'd say it's a little different driving on the street. Um, typically, what we'll do is, is we'll actually tell somebody, hey, you know, show them the basics, and then before we put them on track, it's like, hey, you know, go drive for a week or two. The intro to manual course is really broken up into a couple different days because we want to split up what we're teaching them, make sure that they retain it before we put them on the racetrack. So really having them drive a little bit on the street, just get used to it, get a little bit more comfortable with that motion. Um, And then also making sure that they let off on the clutch before they get into the corners is really the biggest thing. So when we're watching them in the sim, we can really see how long they're able, they're keeping their foot on the clutch before they release um, to avoid any incidents on track. (sighs) Yeah, I think that, uh, you know, the advances and the additions uh, to everything that's taken place at the Audubon Country Club this year really is pretty impressive. And I cannot wait to see, you know, what happens, what happens next year. Uh, you know, it, it, I think it's, I don't want to say endless or, but it really it is for whatever you guys, you guys come up, come up with, um, that's what everybody always asks what we do in the winter. We keep coming up with new stuff. <laughs> <laughs> so Mark, I had briefly asked you, we had talked more, uh, bring up these touring cars. Yeah. And uh, before Sean jumped on, jumped on there, I'd ask you about uh, the touring cars. So the Audubon country club has a fleet of cars that you can come out and, and drive in, in lead, lead follow on the track. And you get sure. to try these amazing cars out. And uh, you had mentioned the C8, you had driven the C8. What else did you drive this year? Uh, the Lotus, drove the Lotus again, which is just a fun little toy. Uh, speaking of stick shifts. Um, the, uh, also what was interesting, the Lexuses, because we, you know, during Oct- October fast, we had a huge display from Lexus and which was just awesome because it was a different where position to watch the race and, they had some beautiful cars, a car that's going to was literally the first C was at our track, I believe, was one of the cars that they had there. Um, and I actually got to go and hop in during um, the parade lap with one of the drivers uh, and rode in the uh, LC500, which is just an amazing vehicle. So yeah, I, think I didn't know the, you did that. Yeah, they took a bunch of Lexus out for the parade laps before each one of the races. Yeah. Happened to me. Just you know, it's not. Sometimes it's who you know. Uh, a <laughs> friend at school happens. To, his dad happens it. to I be the head it. of Lexus, and it kind of helped that they put me in the front seat. You know, and then Spencer got to ride with Jordan, and you know they were giggling and having a good time. And I think they tried to hit the the yump on the back. Uh, a little faster than you're supposed to, but that was yeah. all good and fun. Um, and, but overall, I think the, the, the amount of vehicles we got with the Camaro, the Mustang, 
the, the you know the Lexuses, the BMWs. Um, I want an M5 now after driving that thing. That is just the best grocery getter ever created to man. Um, so overall, I, I think I, I you know, and it was so easy, especially now that we have the app, the new Audubon app that makes that even easier to acquire a vehicle. You'll know what's available. You just click a button and you're done. So yeah, simple. And and shout out to all of our partners and manufacturers for that. I mean. They go above and beyond for giving us those cars, um, yep. and just some some of them they, they they want to give us even more. We more than we know what to do with. So it's really cool that we have that support from them. Yeah, and and you know over the years the different manufacturers come in. I mean, I own a car simply because of what the yeah, manufacturers right. did at the Audubon Country Club, you know, and and introduced me to the car that I you know eventually got. So it it's really awesome, you know, all the people that uh, involved in that. The winter comes, that's when uh, you, Ben, the staff, and the rest of the staff there at the club really works hard on preparing for the year. So even though there's not a lot of events going on between yep. November, December, January, February, March, um, there's still a lot of work going on. And I don't know if all the cars go back and we start out getting new ones. And um, hopefully, I know this year was a little bit odd with the um kind of all the shipping things and manufacturing things going on so hopefully we'll have even more next year and different manufacturers jumping in and um, i'd love to see a couple trucks some of the off-road stuff that i think that's dream. coming that's been that's been in the talks for for a little bit and it sounds more and more every year like that's going to actually happen and with that new bronco this is Land be a, a good push here so yeah so shout out uh, to my ford and land rover people yeah you know. There yeah, well, that's one of our sponsors for the uh, <laughs> for the clays and cocktails is our friends over at uh, Jaguar Land Rover South Shore. So um, they they're nice enough, and they always kind of bring out a car for that and have it on display for us over on the off road course in Clay's area. So hopefully, maybe we'll keep trying to tie that in. Our, our off road tour and clays and cocktails got rained out this year, um, but with any luck, the Maybe they'll give us a lead car that some people can hop in next year if we do a little off-road tour and uh, clays and cocktails next year. Be a blast. Oh, also, what I wanted to bring up, too, was the um, the rooms now that you can rent yep. at um, at the club. So there's four single-bed bedrooms in the Audubon. Race Auto House. What's Race it called? House. Race House. Race House. Yep. And then also there's a, a, a apartment, two-bedroom uh two beds in the, uh, at, uh, at the Miller house that can be rented, which is what the Graybill family is renting for, um, the awards banquet coming up this weekend to stay there. Nice. Uh, what was that? What time are cocktails at your place? Yeah. Uh, if this cocktails. is going out ahead of time. Everybody's invited over to John's, uh, <laughs> John's supplying. Yes, yeah. yeah. Show up at any time. The, um, the race house, though, that that clubhouse or the, the, the common area, whatever we're going to call it, is awesome. I mean, it's really, really nice. Um, if, anybody, yeah. you know, if anybody wants to stay there, um, you just and uh, you got to get uh, get on it pretty early because I know that for a lot of the big race weekends. They yeah, are, they are. They are yeah. out, so. Sarah Gimble, who, you know, look, listen to the last podcast we talked. She does one that does the reservations for that. That's pretty cool uh, addition also. Um, addition, a new race. Let's see, um, a new um, race shop, you know, started this year, Advanced Auto Sports. Uh, the big guys have done, you know, Miata racing early on. Uh, 
Ben Mern, who we had on the podcast. Um, also, you can go back and listen to that. Uh, I believe the title was Miatas, 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 and Miatas. So um, we talked a lot about Miatas back on that. And all these podcasts are available. If you go back and listen to them, they're all available. Uh, you know, on any of the apps, you can just click on on AudubonMembers.com, and then you can go back to and you can and you can check out all the different podcasts. For example, let's say that we have a new member that joins up and wants to chase race. You know, great two great podcasts. As a matter of fact, exactly how you pay, you chase race, uh, some great uh, podcasts on how to get a race car, how to find a race car, a race car. And again, a lot of the, um, a lot of the shops or the race shops there have their own little podcast and tell them exactly what they need to do. Go ahead, Mark. And just remember to like, and subscribe to the podcast. That's right. <laughs> That's right. It's Please really cool to too. You know, I, I, That's awesome. I get to talk to a lot of the potential members and new members. And it's, it's interesting how a lot of them will say, you know, I listen to like all of the podcasts and they're like, you know, like, I feel like I know. And they got all this information about the club because of the podcast. They know Mark so know and John. Yeah. That's right. Cause that's what, yeah. that's what it's supposed to be. That's what it's supposed to be. Um, is there anything that I missed that you guys wanted to cover? I think no. that was good. Just, that was a good thanks, recap. Josh. Thank you, Ben, for an amazing year. Thank you, Audubon, for an amazing year. Looking forward to what next year thrills and things that you're going to bring to us and you know oh don't forget hey next year remote control cars on the new yeah, oh, that's the right that's too. right we get the oh yeah we didn't bring up the remote control car track and berm right there that you can go up and you can watch things on in which we had a, a bonfire there we had a late night uh race at the cart track we had that and we had um a bonfire and s'mores and cocktails and drinks um that that was a lot of fun too and uh Wow, there's so there's so many things. You know, Oktoberfest with the fireworks. The fireworks were amazing um, so, just a few weeks ago. And then, yeah, November 6th, uh, awards banquet starts at 4, starts pretty early. And we're at John's at 3. Over at my oh, – that's right, at 3. We'll <laughs> and then just be pulling more in at 3. Importantly, more importantly, April 1st, 2022. Yes. April 1st, next April season. 1st, 2022 <laughs> for, the, for the next season uh, there. So this will um, – it's going to be, I'm sure, an amazing season. We're, we are pretty sure what the Graveyard Race team's doing. So uh, we're excited uh, for next year, for sure. Okay. Well, that's all right. So that's it. That's all she wrote. <laughs> so for Ben Hasbrook and producer Mark McFarland, I'm John Graveyard, and you've been listening to the Audubon Country Club Podcast. You've been listening to Autobahn Country Club Podcast, where your host, club member John Graybill, opens the doors to America's premier auto sports club. Join us next time for Autobahn Country Club Podcast.